This episode is brought to you by LucidPoint. Are you struggling to take your IT organization to the next level? We help our customers do so with confidence. Turn your vision into reality. Call LucidPoint today. Welcome to the Quick Take Podcast, the show where you get targeted advice and coaching for executives by executives. I'm Susie Tomanchuk. And I'm James Camps. Give us 15 minutes and we'll give you three secrets to address the complex topical issues that are challenging executives like you today. Welcome, Quicksters. We're so happy you're here. I'm Susie, along with my co-host, James. How are you, James? Hey, Susie. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Um, I was thinking about something to talk about today, and it really comes from the fact that I have a unique perspective because I often work with both sides of the equation, right? Mm. Oh, tell me more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I often, and I, I am right now, working with executives and their team. And sometimes I work with the team as a collective and sometimes I work one-on-one, but right now I'm working with this executive and a direct report and the direct report, I'm getting feedback. They, they both know what I'm working on um, for both, but I don't share the confidential, you know, kind of insecurities and behind closed doors. But what's really interesting is this leader has some issues with this, this uh, one of her direct reports and she's not able to see it the same way the boss does. So oh, I see. the boss says they're not, she's not good at um, these aspects of their role. She's always traveling and, and meeting people, which is not a part of something she should do. Um, but then when I talk to the direct report, when I talk to her, she's like, I am doing so well managing to my boss. I'm, I'm doing exactly what they need, even though, she's been told directly these things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's super interesting because I think that so many, so often we believe that people understand what we expect of them and they don't. And sometimes people just don't have a lot of self-awareness to know where they fall in terms of perspectives of their, uh, how they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I think what you're, what you're really, uh, highlighting is a challenge that some of us have when we're managing people who are not as good as they think they are. Mm-hmm. Right. Many of us work with people who are actually better than they think they are. Those are our dream individuals that you really have to help them fulfill their full potential. But also at the same time, we work with people whose egos have gotten out unchecked. Maybe they haven't had good leaders to give them good feedback and yeah. ultimately they are not nearly as good as they think they are. Um, you know, I'm, we're going through uh, promotions and and um, and reviews right now, and I've had more than one occasion uh, where an individual has uh, self um, self reflected or self uh, ranked themselves as the highest po- possible ranking, um, of which we have like it is one percent of the population is that is that level, and and we're going to give them the lowest possible ranking wow. again one percent crazy. Um, and so there is a, a small part of the population that I think uh, many of us deal with, which is just who, those who are not as nearly as good as they think they are. Yeah. And so how are we going to look at this? Are we going to look at it from the person that doesn't understand? Or are we going to look at it from the boss and what they do to help? help well, to- 
you know, I think a lot of our listeners are are the executive leaders who are struggling with those individuals. And I think if we can give them a guidance on how yeah. to create awareness of those individuals, how to how to teach them to be more objective. Um, you know, I think those who are thinking that they are better than they are, that that's going to, they're going to be hard to reach. They have already tuned yeah. out this episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so that's, that's not, that's a different, uh, a different tagline, a different, uh, hook that we're going to have to get in there. Yeah. Um, but I think for today, let's, let's focus on, you know, the challenges that leaders have, um, when they have those individuals on their team. Okay. That, I think that's really good. I, I think this is something that, that, people face more often than they probably um, talk about. Yep. In varying degrees too. There's some who are insanely overinflated and, um, and sometimes those are good people, right? Yeah. That's really what you want in a salesperson. Um, yeah. No offense to our salespeople. Um, but uh, you know, sometimes it's, it's more subtle. Sometimes it's uh, inhibiting growth. Uh, so yeah, I think we all run into it. Yeah. All right. So tell us what, do, what do you, What's the first tip you give to... You know, one thing I want to touch on before we go, and I think uh, you can really provide some insight into this, is coachability. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, first and foremost, before you run down uh, maybe some of the pieces of advice I can give is let's... let's Yeah. Let's... We have to be at that fork in the road, which is this, is this person coachable? Yeah. Um, and I know that you and I both agree that uh, despite our best intentions and, and the world we'd like to live in... There is a population of of of, uh, of people who are just not coachable. Mm -hmm. um, do, do you agree with that? I completely do, and um, it's it, it. We want to believe it's not true that we mm -hmm. can mm -hmm. we can make a difference, and you have to understand how coachable somebody is, and if they're not coachable, I believe you have to be even more direct about what your feedback is or, or what you need them to do. Because if you're not, they just won't get it. You almost need to tell them you are limiting yourself because you are not open to seeing your growth opportunities in a growth mindset. And until they get that, it you know they have to want to get better. They have to want that growth. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's a great point. Um, so let's, we've decided now that uh, in this particular scenario, uh, the individual in question is coachable. Yeah, that we do think that they have some 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 room to to grow. Um, and I think that uh, you know the first piece of advice I'll give, perhaps, is the way that you determine their coachability. To be honest with mm -hmm. you, and that is first, you need to have some very constructive coaching sessions. You mm -hmm. need to sit down with them and be very um, specific as to what's happening. Because I think that many of us coach on the fly, maybe softly coach, maybe in real time, give guidance. But when you're dealing with somebody who is better than they think they are, mm -hmm. you need to schedule some time to sit down and have a very specific conversation about how you want to, to coach them and how you want them to grow going forward. Um, this is the opportunity for you to talk about where uh, they are limiting themselves, talk about the areas very specifically about where they can grow, whether it's listening communicating, execution, um, coaching their own teams. This has to be a very tight, constructive coaching session mm -hmm. to, to set up the entire discussion. Yes. I'm going to, I want to make two points on that. One is uh, so often it's like when we give people advice and they don't take it, I will just stop giving advice because when somebody doesn't take it. So I think that when you try to coach somebody and you realize they're not coachable, our tendency is to ignore them and let them yep, be because you're just like so frustrated. You're just going to let this problem just kind of like arm's length from you. 
And so be aware of that if that's happening and you need to address that. And I think the other piece of advice on that is to be really clear and concise and really have the, make sure you, you set the meeting up, but also clearly help them understand if they don't change this, this is what's going to happen. The outcome. And yes. I've heard through research is you literally have to say, I'm going to have to make a tough decision and that you not stop there. I, this is the ramification. Specific, I'm going to have to write you up. I'm going to have to, yes, this is what's not going to happen. a tough decision. Yes. It is a tough decision to let you go. Yes. A tough decision to take away your corporate jet access, um, <laughs> yeah. whatever that ends up being. Totally. Um, the latter being much worse. Yeah. Uh, but that's how specific you have to be sometimes to get folks' attention. Yes. Yeah, I agree with that. All right. What's number two? So, so the second one is, um, I think we, you couldn't have teed it up any better, is a very specific um, development plan, mm-hmm. right? And I think um, I, I think the theme here on these first two items, which is that very, very targeted uh, conversation, and the second one, which is a very specific um, coaching plan uh, and a career plan, is the amount of rigor and structure that these two things need. Mm-hmm. Because oftentimes with a senior person, um, these things, uh, your coaching sessions, your advice, your your feedback aren't heard because they're not seen with the level of intensity that perhaps you are uh, providing. Mm-hmm. Many times you have to think back to when you were coaching or leading an intern or an entry-level person and that you literally had to sit down and go, okay, look, here is what I need you to do. Mm-hmm. Here is number one. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what number one is? Now, feed that back to me. Okay, by three o'clock, I want you to do number one. Mm -hmm. And that type of structure gives those entry-level folks the boundaries and the construct in which they can be successful. Sometimes you have to go back on to those and and lean in on that. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's interesting too, because I've had conversations with leaders about people where they need to do this. And leaders forget how specific sometimes it's required. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've seen a couple executives who really struggled with this very simple task, which was write it down and be specific because they hadn't done it for so long. Yeah. Well, what do you mean specific? I mean, like, explain it like I'm five, yeah. right? You really have to go to that level. Totally. And so while you're frustrated that you're dealing with a senior vice president, you really have to go back and you have to be very specific put structure around it and, and draw the, you know, draw the lines between the dots so everyone can see it. And I would say, then practice it with somebody and say, I need to be really clear. Does this sound really clear? And I'll go back to some of the research that I've mentioned before is we believe we're understood. We believe that our message is super clear, but the research shows that we believe it's at an 80% and it's really at a 20%. 20%. Crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And I do think it's great for you to address that kind of, that 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 uh, misgiving or misunderstanding of our own communication style, but also leverage that in this discussion. You know, hey Jerry, yeah. I said this. Did you hear? Now tell me back yes. what I said. You know, yeah. hey Rachel, this is what I said. Did you hear that? Give yep. you you know how we're going to do this. And I think specificity, crispness. And and that honesty is just going to go a long way to to addressing the the issue. I totally agree. I think to go to to your point about being very specific, tell them I I want to make sure I'm really clear. So I not only wrote this down, I'm going to follow up with an email to to get to send this to you. And then guess what that does? It gives you permission to send that follow up email, which is documentation. Absolutely. Fantastic. Right. All those things make everything easier. Yeah. We've said on this show a a million times that uh, you know I'm. 
uh, much more willing to hold somebody accountable and and take just difficult make difficult decisions and take difficult actions when I've been very clear as to my expectations. Yes. I'm loath to do that when I'm like, yeah, he's, they're not, they're sort yeah. of not doing what I asked, but I, it's really on me too. Like if I've been clear, if I've spoken that, I've written it down, I've gotten feedback from them that they heard me. I am absolutely no problem putting the, holding their feet to the fire or making tough yeah. decisions when I've been that crisp. Yes, for sure. And it gives you something you can look back on too and, and go, oh, that's right. Sure I was I really clear. Correctly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. For your confidence. We all have a lot of things going on. Exactly. Um, and, and I'm going to jump to the third one, which I think is also interesting because it deals with the psychology of executive teams. Um, you need to engage their peer set in this discussion uh, because so often we'll see a bad actor on a, on a team being either ignored or not their issues not being addressed because their peers are tired. Mm -hmm. Their peers feel like it's not that responsibility. Mm -hmm. I'm not here to grow him. If he doesn't know how to be responsive, Mm -hmm. that is really not my problem. And oftentimes, um, you know, feedback from peers is going to be more useful than it is perhaps from, from your boss or from a a leader. And so um, engaging the peer network, engaging, you know, those kind of those collaborative conversations, bringing in mentoring, bringing in that, that, that um, communication, mm-hmm. that insight, uh, that feedback from from different angles goes a long way to uh, reinforcing what you have asked for and what you've done. Yeah, I love that one. And my suggestion around that would be instead of asking their peers to give feedback, have that person go to their peers and ask them for feedback because the peers aren't going to give it to them on their own. And like you said, they're tired. They're like, they're tired of this shenanigans. They know what's going on. But if that person asks them for it, that will enable, that will empower them to say it. And they will, they will at that level. Yeah, you totally will. And I think you just got to create the ecosystem for that to work, whether it's peers, um, could be people from outside the organization who have witnessed that. And then this is when coaches and and, and, uh, folks like you are so valuable that they Mm -hmm. can come in pull the content together and say, look, I'm outside. I'm an, I'm objective here. And yes, you're not listening. Uh, and mm-hmm. so that, that kind of, um, um, reflective, uh, gathering of perspective, I think goes a long way to, to bringing that, uh, issue to the fore. And that is such a key point because this is such a, at that level and you have to do the, this work, having somebody from the outside to have your back and help and, and make sure that that person has the clarity and you've been really clear, um, is such a great, uh, resource that people need to tap. Yeah. 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 And I think people are, or don't like to do that very often. <laughs> what are the three? Sorry, I was wrapping us up. <laughs> no, no, no. And I was wrapping up too. I think it's just the reality of these are hard things to do. Um, and so uh, it just, it takes a, a focused effort. So three things. One, sit down, set the foundation with a very constructive, specific conversation. Two, have a good uh, career path and plan conversation to show the the expectations and then outcomes if those expectations aren't met. And three, engage outside voices, whether it's peers, mentors, coaches, help reinforce the messaging that you're providing with another voice from the outside. Oh, this is great. I'm going to use these tips with my clients. Thank you, James. Another good one. Thanks so much. This is a good topic. So James... I was wondering if you could share the weirdest or most unexpected lesson you've learned as an executive in your career. I think that the thing that uh, I have kind of come to conclude over time is that that we have never been here before. 
And um, I've never been this old before. Our company has never been going through what it's going through before. And if you think about it, everything is always different. There's never been, you know, a repeat. Now, you know, I often say that you're, we're solving the same problems over and over. But at the end of the day, when it comes down to people, people are usually in a, are always in a different place than they were before. And so, as a leader, as a communicator, um, as a as a mentor, and as a teacher, you have to realize that you, you, people are are um, uh, in a different place all the time. And you have to acknowledge that. And not only for the person you're talking to, but also you. You know, what you think is great advice today may not be, you may not think that's great advice tomorrow. And so accept the fact that there are way too many variables for anybody to possibly comprehend and, and realize that you've never been here before. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Quick Take, where we talk about the questions that are on the mind of executives everywhere. Connect with us and share what's on your mind. You can find us on LinkedIn, YouTube, or whatever nerdy place on the internet you find your podcasts. Our links to the show are in the show notes. We appreciate you.